Well, hello there, everybody. Thank you for joining us for another edition of this WTOC First Alert Weather Podcast. I am meteorologist Dave Turley, joined as always by meteorologist Andrew Gordon. Andrew, how are you doing today? You know what? Uh, as this being Thursday and us on our way to 70 degrees, doing good, <laughs> about to head out the door. But I know a lot of people not maybe really loving the cold air that's on the way. So enjoy this while you can because... 70 is not in the forecast. We're flipping the script here, and it's going to be uh, actually like winter here for a bit. Yeah, unfortunately, this uh, these uh, warm temperatures that we have in here today, really, well, we had two days. We had yesterday in the 60s, yep, and yep. today we're going to be close to 70 degrees. But a cold front is moving in. We were recording this on Thursday, January 20th, uh, right after our The News at Noon show. So we still have some sunshine out there now. But uh, for that commute home, we're going to get the rain chances with that cold front. And those rain chances are going to stick around heading into our Friday and even into our Saturday morning. Now, the potential, what everybody's talking about, we don't talk about this a lot down here. No, we don't. Freezing rain. You know, Wintry the, precipitation. There are different types, and we covered that in the last uh, weather podcast here, but uh, we're primarily focused here on freezing rain, and that's probably the least fun because you've got high impacts and you can't have a snowball fight in freezing rain. <laughs> no. it's It really is just the highest impact, least amount of fun. Yeah, and it's the worst that you want to have if you have any type of travel plans. Freezing rain is not good for traveling because it's basically trying to travel on a sheet of ice. And it potentially could be bad for power outages because you get ice uh, accumulating on trees, on power lines. Um, and that is, and especially if you have a little bit of a wind, which moves it around and moves that weight around, you could have some power outages. Now, we don't expect that with this round of uh, wintry uh, precipitation in here. And again, it will be in the form of uh, freezing rain. And a lot of people were uh, kind of upset that we're not going to get any snow. When you hear, oh, wintry precipitation, you think snow. I think there's some disappointment in there, especially for kids. You know, you want to see snow, and and uh, it's been four years for us. So some people haven't seen it if they've moved into to this part of the country. And, I mean, it's still winter. I'm not saying that this is our last chance for wintry precipitation here as we go through the rest of January and February. It's just not in the forecast. And got to focus on what's uh, the here and now, and that's just the freezing rain potential. Could have a little sleet mixed in, but it's it's really yeah. freezing rain we're looking at. And the reason for that, many people say, well, why can't we get snow? It's going to be cold enough. Well, that's at the surface. Now, mm-hmm. when you think about what type of precipitation you're going to see, you have to look at this, what we call a whole column of air. Basically, right. From the top of the clouds where where the precipitation is starting all the way down to the surface where we are. Now, most of this precipitation, even in our area in the summertime, starts as ice and snow. So Mm -hmm. it's cold up there. Temperatures are below freezing. So that's good. We get the snow if you want to see it. The problem is as it starts to fall down to the ground, there's going to be a warm layer that's going to melt that snow. And once you melt snow, you can't get snow again, even if it refreezes. And now the precipitation continues to fall in that warm layer, so we get rain. Now, if there's enough of cold air here at the surface, a thicker layer of cold air, and it has enough time, that precipitation has enough time for it to refreeze, it's not going to refreeze into snow. It'll refreeze in the form of sleet. That doesn't look like it's going to happen. I can't totally rule it out, but it looks like it's more of a shallower layer of cold air so that rain doesn't have time to refreeze, but the air right here at the surface will be at or below freezing so that rain will freeze on contact with whatever it comes into contact with, which is trees, power lines, cars, roads, 
And that'll be the concern which right. we have out and, here Friday night. And you know, the high, the highest impact that we've tried to you know hit home here would be bridges and overpasses because you know thankfully this seventy degree day that we're having the day before the freezing rain potential is doing us a huge favor. It's doing us a service here because if it was a cold day today, roadways and, and everything like that would be colder ahead of us getting down close to freezing Friday going into Saturday. But our soil temperatures are going to be up a little bit with a little bit more of that energy stored in the ground, thankfully because of this warmer day. But that doesn't mean we can't have freezing rain. It just means I think it's going to help uh, it maybe hold off a little bit longer because we have to get the ground to 32 before that then becomes freezing rain. So those higher elevated surfaces are going to freeze first, like you said, with the branches and the power lines and things like that. I don't think it's going to be enough, at least what we've seen, to cause any huge issues in regards to power outages. But right. but one of the reasons why, you know, any bridge you go on, it'll say bridge, you know, freezes before roadway is because you have an exposed surface underneath you don't have insulation it's just like you don't have a blanket there to keep you warm so bridges any elevated surfaces those are always going to freeze so the road i-16 might be fine you get to an overpass by 516 that right there is going to uh, potentially maybe not specifically in savannah but that would if the setup was there for it would freeze First, and especially look at some of these taller bridges. You look at the Talmadge Bridge. Bridge, you look at all the bridges further north up in Beaufort where they've yeah. got a better chance right. of that colder air sinking down quicker. Those are going to be the areas of concern. We're going to see the impact kind of trickle down from the north to the south. The further south you are, the safer you are from any of this. It's just overnight. And if there's a, another thing going with us too, Dave, it's that I think the timing of it. I was just going to say that. I mean, yes. go, I mean, think about it. A Saturday morning, unless you're up early running errands. You're not even going to getting We're getting the clear here back out of freezing by mid-morning. Yeah. So most people, I mean, you were talking about the timing. Thankfully, this is not coming up on a school day. We have to worry about school in the morning and many people going to work early. Because there will be some slick spots, I think, early Kids are heading out to the bus stop 6, 7 a.m. Yeah, and definitely. There, there there'll be, be some slick spots. But it's a Friday night, Saturday morning. So the good news on that is the timing-wise. So if you're coming home from work, uh, 5 o'clock, maybe in our northern areas, there could be a few slick spots. But most of us will be fine, 5, 6 o'clock. It'll be rain. So get you home. And then you're home. You know, you don't have to yeah. leave the house. If you're trying to go out, maybe... Uh, you know, do some errands Friday night, maybe trying to go out. It could be date night for some people. You have some plans out out there, right? You'll run into possibility seeing some slick spots, especially on your way home. But if you come home from work five, six o'clock and you know, you hang out, watch TV, go to bed, you're missing it all. By the time you get up seven, eight o'clock in the morning and try to leave, temperatures are getting above freezing. So there still could be a little bit of precip. The question, how quickly gets out of here? Mm -hmm. Will it be out before noon? Some models say it could be out before sunrise. Um, But temperatures will be getting above freezing at that time. So any chance for ice will be gone uh, once you get past that 9 a.m. hour. So you might miss the whole thing. It's a good idea. If you don't have to travel, just stay home just in case. But just because you didn't see it doesn't mean the forecast was wrong. You you go home, you go to bed, you never see any of the freezing rain or the impacts. It's still there. And, of course, we're going to be covering it. All of the Storm Chaser out on our Friday evening. Of course, Dave, you and Jamie are going to be covering it here in the studio as well. So we're going to keep you guys safe, and uh, we'll be safe on the roads 
as well. And hopefully, you know, maybe I just don't think we, we get out of this completely unscathed. I mean, it just looks too consistent that we get some freezing rain, even if it's just for some of our Northern communities, not quite as populated people in Jessup and further South are going to be like, Oh, what are you guys talking about? Yeah. We've always said, yeah, we've always said that they're not really going to get much. Right, right, right. But we've got, you know, 22 counties. And if we're going to have impact for, for any of them, we we're going to talk about it and cover it. So that's what we're doing here with this. Even if it's not, the vast majority that could be impacted by this wintry precipitation in the form and of the freezing good, rain. And the good news is the trends over the last several days have been for a much drier mm-hmm. uh, pattern. Now, we were looking at this a couple of days ago. We're like, oh, we're getting a lot of rain coming. Now it's more of a spotty, lighter precipitation, whether it's rain or freezing rain. So that that's bodes better for us. Now, like you said, I still think we're going to get some of that freezing rain, especially in our northern areas. But... How much are we going to get? It's not going to be much of a concern for power outages because how do we like measure the, uh, the freezing rain and concerns for right. that? So usually once you get over a tenth, that's whenever things everything goes downhill. And most models keep us below that or, or near that. And it's going to be more so higher counts would be maybe Beaufort, Hampton County, uh, you know, north of Sylvania. I mean, you go up further into South Carolina, closer to Charleston, up into North Carolina, they've got a bullseye. They're not going to have a fun time. You know, no. it's it's not going to be good for them up there. We're kind of on the southern edge of the system that is producing freezing rain. So we're, we're on that little fringe zone where the, the line of where it is rain and freezing rain will be draped over the WTOC viewing area. And further north, some like our Charleston market up to the north, pretty much everybody going to be experiencing wintry precipitation up there. So I think they have ice storm warnings. Yeah, I mean, I and we could still have some advisories pop in here, or not. And it's not every day that we even have to talk about how you would measure freezing rain. And first off, like you get over a tenth, it, it can become messy. But a few hundredths, even on an elevated surface, especially if you have lower tread, you got bald tires. It's not going to be good out there. There's a, a way by the National Weather Service that you really would measure how much freezing rain has has accrued and we're going to look at that so you want to locate an ice covered object that's out in the open so a small tree in like the middle of a yard that wouldn't have been messed with by shading or wind Um, that's usually the easiest then you get into a position where you can see the thickest and thinnest portion of the ice coating Um, and that's important because like with wind and gravity it's going to kind of move around where freezing rain will actually freeze on the object. You use a ruler, measure the thickest part of the ice from the edge of the object to the edge of the ice, and then you write that down. And then you go to the thinnest part of the ice, same thing, edge of the object to the edge of the ice, and then you add the two values together, divide by two. That then is your accumulation. So say you have a branch, the whole branch is not going to be evenly coated. It's not like snow where, you know, what you see is what you get, unless you have snow drifts, which is, you know, people down here, Unless you move down here from up north, you don't know what that is. No drips, yeah. So pretty long story short, you find something covered in ice, you measure the thickest part, the thinnest part, divide by two. That's that's really what you do. So hard to do that specifically. You can't really do that on a roadway, but you can do that um, you know, on a branch or something like that. So that's that's how you measure that. And I've had some experience with ice, not in in Georgia, my time here, but we did get a, a heck of an ice storm whenever I was in Oklahoma one year. And they shut down school for three or four days, not just because it was icy, but it was cold. They didn't want to heat the buildings. I really think it's part of it. They didn't want to pay for it. And, you know, you get a little stir crazy. You get you get a little too big for your britches, and you're like, ah, I'm going to get out of here. It's like a third day right before, you know, you get into midterms. And I had a truck, weighed it down. I was like, I'll be all right. Went over to some friends to to work on a, a midterm, and I was fine. There, there really weren't a lot of people on the road, which is what it's supposed to be, but 
um, I just remember breaking through an intersection and my tires stopped moving. My truck didn't. No. Nope. So it just went right on through. And I just, just like yesterday, I remember it. I looked over, there was one car uh, off to my right to go through like a four way intersection. And I just like sliding through there and I just waved at, at the, the girl and I was just like, Hey, thanks for not going. And she waved back. <laughs> she was like, yeah, I kind of get it. We're not supposed to be out here. So, I mean, and that's with the truck and that was way more, you know, that was a whole sheet of ice everywhere. You shouldn't have been going out. We're not going to have anything like that. I say all that to say, I thought that I could do it in a truck with, you know, tires that could handle it and whatnot. And it, you just don't go out if you don't have to. And and we're not trying to overplay that no. th- this, but it's just to say, you know, you just we, don't know. We all want to challenge things in nature, right. right? We think we're better than, oh, you guys say there's a tornado warning and you go to your safe spot. Let me go to the front porch and see if I yeah. can see this storm. Or you say, don't go outside and drive tonight because roads, bridges might be bad. I'm going to do that and prove you guys wrong. I've been there. It doesn't work out in your situation. So learn from my mistakes. Yeah, even if you have the four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive, ice is ice. I mean, it's tough uh, mm. to, to, to even stop, mostly there. That's, that's really And it. if you're driving on those bridges and overpasses, you could be fine. Then you get a little slick spot, and you might have time to, to correct. And, you know, you maybe you overcorrect. Things can happen. It's just you're better safe than sorry. And, again, you mentioned it. I don't think it's a huge concern for most of the roads out there right. bridges and overpasses especially but there are going to be slick spots so we just want to make sure that you are prepared for that it doesn't happen a lot and even if it does happen you're used to oh we got ice most people have ice they know they don't want to be driving it if you don't have to right so I, know, I know we get a lot of people from up north that that come and move down here yes. either retire or you know you want to get into a warmer climate you think that you can handle this i've had some people tell me like, oh, you got, you guys think this is such a big deal, but I grew up in this. And it's like, well, yeah. it's all relative, yeah, you know. I did too, but it's It's still. all relative because, you know, this, what we get snow once every. Snow's different. Twi- you get these wintry storms in snow, twice every 30 years. Yes. So it's not, it's not something that you deal with on a consistent basis. So we're, we're talking to the masses here and people that aren't typically dealing with this. So it might seem like you know, too much coverage for some people, but it really is a story because we don't even get the potential of, you know, getting within 36 hours of a system and still having confidence that, Hey, we might get wintry precipitation, right. which is where we're at. So we're just, we're, we're spreading the message, not overdoing it, just letting you know the potential and trying to keep you guys safe and off the roads if, if possible. That's right. So that's Friday night and Saturday. Let's talk about what's coming up next. We thinking we're going to get all this precipitation out of here early Saturday morning. So I know I've been getting a lot of comments. Uh, We have to be concerned about black ice on Sunday. Well, right now I'm thinking no, because we should be able to get all this precipitation out of here early. We're going to have some sunshine. The winds will be blowing. That's and very dry air moving into. That should be enough to really dry out all the roads in here. So we don't have to worry about any ice Saturday night. Now, the question is, if some of those computer models, which we were saying, like the GFS been kind of holding back Mm -hmm. some of the precip, uh, I know like yesterday or the two days ago, they were keeping it really through Sunday morning. Um, now they're all kind of coming in line and bringing it out earlier. So uh, I think we're okay with that. But the cold air is going to move in, and we could be talking about some temperatures down in the mid-20s starting out on Sunday morning. So it's going to be cold. Uh, right now I think we have a forecast of about 27 degrees in the Savannah area. I'm looking at the European computer model right now, what they are forecasting for low temperatures, just one of the models. Yeah. And they're looking at about 23 for Savannah and uh, 20, it looks like, up towards Hampton and even into parts of uh, Bullock County. Uh, they're looking at some low 20s in here. But again, that's just one model. 
which they're looking at. But that just shows you that colder air is going to be moving on in here uh, here for Saturday night and into Sunday morning. Yeah, and you know, a lot of times after a front goes through and we get rid of the moisture, then that's kind of that. But for this, since it's such a strong front, we are going to be having to talk about the the potential for a hard freeze as well. I mean, this will likely be the coldest air of winter. I mean, at least in, in the foreseeable future. And last year, Dave, we only got down to 29. We're going to get colder than that. So this will be the coldest air in a year. That's fair to say. Uh, so it, it's just, you know, something to, to consider. I looked up the, the record. I don't think we're going to get down to that. So, but I mean, cold is cold. It doesn't have to be record cold for it to be, to be that, but it's going to be quite chilly out there. That breeze is going to be rolling. And that's another thing too, when we're talking about Sunday is you're going to be dealing with wind chills as well for people that are trying to go to church in the morning or whatever you're doing early. It's uh, it's going to be quite cold out there. Yeah. Uh, just to con- contrast that, that, we talked about the European being in the low twenties GFS model looking at there, they're looking at uh, minimums in the upper twenties to low thirties. So, uh, you know, it'll be cold, but we'll mm-hmm. have to wait and see which model is uh, is uh, comes to fruition. I here. would say, at the very least, conservatively, Sunday morning, it's going to weather the actual temperatures this low, which it won't be. Um, the wind chill itself going to be in the lower twenties. So that's you know that's that's a good way to look at it. Is you're getting up early Sunday morning with the sun, it's going to at least feel like the lower twenties for a lot of people away from the coast. And I know uh, we have a tennis match. Actually, I'm not playing this week. Got lucky. But we have a tennis match. My, my team is playing on Sunday afternoon. It'll be dry, but uh, we should get, I think, back in the 50s. Yeah, the it'll, it'll rebound nicely, and that's the yeah. nice thing about drier air is, yes, you, you cool down quicker, but you warm up quicker, too. So uh, we're going to be trying to do these uh, these podcasts now, these First Alert Weather podcasts, weekly instead of yeah. more. Uh, we did it kind of what we call bi-weekly. Yeah, we did every other week. Or, you know, we never got like lazy with it, but you know, we wanted to space it out a little bit. But we're gonna have more so conversations like like this, and just kind of give you that that more of a background look at what our thinking is going into the forecast. And we'd love to to start adding, you know, a bit of a segment talking about your weather questions. If you've ever wondered how tornadoes form, what's the difference between a hurricane and a typhoon, anything like that. If you've ever had any weather question. Uh, we're here to, to answer those for you guys. And and that's something that I think would be fun to add going forward. Yeah, and the way you can do that is uh, we're going to be coming up with a way and how we could actually do that on social media. Right. Like I think we're going to have a post that we can cross-promote on ours. And also, if you just want to email us yeah, with, with, a, with a question, yeah, you know, uh, I'm dturley at wtoc.com, and I'm at uh, Facebook. At, at, uh, what is my Facebook? I don't even know. It's been so long. I think it's, just I think WTOC, it's WTOC Dave, yeah, yeah. Dave Turley, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, you could just search my name on, on uh, Facebook or Twitter, shoot me a message or email, whatever whatever you prefer. And, and it's just kind of fun to get you guys involved too. You know, we love interacting with you guys on social media. We're doing these forecasts for, for you guys. So, I mean, we live in the same area we're forecasting for, but, but we love – uh, communicating out to you guys and would love a little of it back as well and helping out answer some questions in the, in, in the running. I think that's very good. Well, that's uh, that's all for this week's uh, First Threat Weather Podcast. Again, keep an eye on the potential, well, the, the threat for some ice in here, I should right. say, on Friday night. First Alert Weather app, the First Alert Weather team will make sure we have extra videos on there and all our social media platforms. And uh, we'll get you through this uh, ice threat Friday night. And we'll have more on the First Alert Weather Podcast coming up next week. 